Lee Hazard from Strong and Condition joins the show this week, and uh, it's uh, you'll notice he has a slight accent. <laughs> He's from Glasgow. He's from across the pond, and uh, my wife will be happy to know I did not do my Scottish accent, okay? I really wanted to. I threw it out there, and then even he was like, yeah, it's probably not a good idea. <laughs> so, um, yeah. This guy is awesome. What a fun chat. And, uh, man, he does burpees, like, constantly. Like, you check out his workouts on YouTube, Strong and Conditioned, and on Instagram, uh, same name. So uh, it was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoy the interview. And, of course, it can't. It, if it was awful, I want to hear about it. Hate mail at dadsww.com. Or if you just want to tell me uh about how awesome it was. Brendan at dadsww.com. Thanks for listening. Dads Worldwide. Why? The first word in family management, family budgeting, insurance, bills, food, vacations, research and development, homework, emails, phone calls. Last week we tried to do an oil change and ended up with a new car. Security. Doors are locked, windows shut, house alarm is set, fingerless gloves, dads worldwide, loyal listeners, possibly you. Welcome to another episode of Dads Worldwide. I'm Brendan. Uh, welcome, folks. This is very exciting. This was a long time in the making. Uh, we, we hit around the holidays, so we didn't get to it for sure. But uh, uh, tonight we have, or today actually, uh, it is uh, Lee Hazard with Strong and Condition. Welcome to the show, sir. Welcome yourself. So He's glad a, to be here. Finally. Yeah, the burpee king here. He uh, <laughs> he embarrasses me. And then he beard shamed me when we finally started talking. He's like, <laughs> he just instantly beard shamed me. He's like, yeah, nice beard. When did you start growing that? <laughs> I told my wife that she's like, and then I showed her your picture. She goes, no, just absolutely not. <laughs> uh, and for those of you who can't see or listening audio only, he has, he does have a magnificent, magnificent beard. It is a magnificent beard. So thanks very much. Yeah. I yeah. Appreciate, I appreciate that. Yeah. Because I get, I, I get a lot of negative what? comments. Get out of here. On, yeah. I've noticed that like uh, since my social media profile and my YouTube have started like growing, like the, the, the toxicity has started to escalate and it's constant jibes towards the facial furniture. Listen, man, if you have haters, it means you're making a difference. I'm telling oh, you. Absolutely. Oh yeah. 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 So honestly, yeah. fuck those people. And yeah, uh, yeah. I, yeah, for sure. Like, uh, I'm I'm glad to hear that you're getting harassed because that means that yeah. you're really like, dude, you're making it, man. That's awesome. Yeah. That, that, anyone who can't grow up, anyone who hates a beard can't grow one. That's what yeah, I that's true, probably accurate. Yeah, yeah. I probably like 15 years ago, I probably would have hated you. I probably wouldn't yeah. even contact. I probably would be one of those people being like, "What's up, lame? ZZ Top was so 80s." <laughs> 
fucking seventies. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. I, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but like, yeah, you have haters, man. That's great. Like, uh, that really means you're making a difference. I was listening. Yeah. I was listening to a book, a business guy, Grant Cardone. I think he says, and he said that as soon as he started getting haters, man, he knew he was made. He so then he yeah. like as soon as they said something about whatever they said, like like you you shouldn't be posting this many times on social media. You're harassing me. He doubled down and he posted even more. You know, yeah. he's like he was just yeah. like yeah yeah because 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 haters will amplify your uh they will just amplify amplify your your whatever you want out there. They're just gonna amplify yeah. it. So yeah yeah. Well, I would also factor in. I think it's an age thing as well. Like if I was in my twenties and I was like doing what I do now, I would probably take it to heart because I think that maturity yeah. brings that that shield, so it, to speak. It makes because a difference. I heard, that, I heard an interesting quote the other day. I found it on YouTube or something, but a guy said that when you're in your 20s, you really care what people think. And then when you hit your 40s, you don't care what people think. And then when you hit your 60s, you realize that nobody even gave a fuck about you. Like nobody yeah. had, <laughs> it's a, true. had a thought about you. Yeah. Which I yeah. thought was quite well. That's the thing, though, like these, yeah, these strangers. Like you're never going to meet these people, right? Like, what are the chances? Yeah, uh, yeah. they don't care. They don't care. But There's... but but if they criticize my boppy form, that can sting sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even dream of that. <laughs> that's great. Because you, you get that, you get that. Sometimes that you write a comment back and you're like thumbs hovering over the trigger finger, and you just go, then the maturity <laughs> kicks in, and you're like, nah, fuck that shit. We're gonna catch you one time with like a little bit too much whiskey in you, and you're gonna be like, "Listen, jack off." <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I got like packed to the gunnels full of Scotch whiskey and yeah. some fucking neck. neck <laughs> yeah, you're gonna like, say just gonna be one guy. You're gonna be like, "No, no, no, no." You're yeah, gonna check his profile. Yeah, you're gonna see he's like he's like three fifty <laughs> sitting on the couch. You're like, "No, nah, no, this guy." Yeah. This guy no, no. But they're always they're always faceless gimps anyway. And what I tell oh, you yeah. is, is like when I get a hateful comment. I, I sometimes pin it at the top so that everybody can see it yeah why not yeah, make those people you know famous I mean? hell yeah that, man that sort of bring, that brings a, a bit of momentum to the to the actual debate or whatever they're saying so it's, it's you can use it as an advantage when you're like like this gentleman that you mentioned yeah use it to your advantage yeah i was actually just on a show the other night and we were talking about this this is just there's no there's no motivation to act right on social media, right? Because you don't have to put your face on there necessarily. You don't yeah. have to use your real name. Yeah. There's no threat that you're going to get punched in the nose, right? So there's there's literally absolutely zero motivation to to be nice, right? Like it's just yeah, you know, it's just yeah, not absolutely. there, you know. So I just, I just don't get the whole idea that you can certainly get into an argument with someone online. It just, to me, it's just one of the most stupid things ever. Yeah, just to sit there and waste all that energy typing something out for ages, only for it just to get lost in the digital ether or whatever you want to call it. It's just, it's just a monumental waste of energy. I don't, I've never got involved in internet drama. I've never got involved in internet beefing. Like because I'm involved in fitness, that is like soaked in that. It's all drama. It's all guys trying to get YouTube clicks, Instagram hits. I don't know what you call it, but they just want to create drama. It's just like well, there's some yeah. There's there's some people. Some people have nothing better to do. One right. Let's be serious. You know, some people are just negative monsters. Uh, yeah. You know the. 
um, I'm, I'm in a bunch of plumbing groups. I'm a plumber, right? Like I'm in a bunch of groups that, you know, you share, you share your work, you know, you look at, you know, like, you know, you're proud of this and, you know, and, and, uh, and then, you know, you, you know, you got 15 guys that say, Hey, good job, dude. You know, you, I, I would have done this a little different, you know, on this, but you know, good job. And then you have like 20 other guys going, well, did you just get your license? Well, you're really shitty. You know, like it happens everywhere. And then, and then like, it's honestly like for some people, this stuff is a religion. Okay. Like, yeah. so fitness is a religion. Uh, it, you know, plumbing is a religion. No joke. There's some people that are I, like, I don't care. Like it makes me money. I, otherwise I don't give a shit, you know, but, yeah. but it makes, but there's some people that think like they're doing a really important job, which you know, they are, I mean, but, but, but it'd be like, and politics is a religion. They think there's it's a religion. Like they, and they, they like, they hold fealty to it. Right. Fidelity. Like they just ugh. like, so if you cross <laughs> them in any way, if you do something that they think is wrong, you're, it's a personal attack on them yeah you know yeah, what i mean yeah. so like yeah, yeah if you did a burpee just a little bit wrong and they see it yeah. oh, you know well, like you, well, it's fitness is exactly the same and yeah. i think it comes down to fitness is all about beliefs it's not really about opinions it's all about i believe this worked because it worked for me yeah so of if you criticize it i'm going to take it personally yeah instead of just like debating the point and just because like ultimately everybody's trying to get fit everybody and how they get there is the most important thing if yeah. you want to do jumping jacks for the rest of their life good on you if you want to do fucking zumba great but people like to attack the journey because they don't think it works because they've never tried that and they don't realize that it's not the it's not the modality ultimately that is going to bear fruit it's the intensity that you put into things and the consistency which applies across i'm sure that applies to plumbing as well yeah for anything yeah yeah yeah, if you want to get you know podcasting uh plumbing fitness if you want to get good at something you have to constantly do it yeah yeah Yeah, i mean you know you find that thing that fucking sets that fire yeah you really do well, we got way off course. I mean, we just spent eight minutes on something that, like, I did not plan on at all. So, Lee, you are a father, sir. How many kiddos do you have? I've got three children. Three? Uh, yeah, I've got three children, and I'm married to my, my, my gorgeous wife and best friend, Michaela. Awesome. Who, who is so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I'm so happy that she, she she gave me three children in my life. Yeah. And now, yeah. uh, boys and girls? Yeah, I've got two boys and one girl. Oh, nice, nice. Well, we originally uh, we originally scheduled this. The, the, yeah, he messaged me. He's like, ah, oh, one of the kids is sick. I'm like, yeah, man, it happens, you know? So, and then the next time I was like, oh, we're getting a dog. I'm like, I was like, oh, that's so cool. I was so jealous. So, uh, I, so then I asked Lee at the beginning here, how's a puppy doing? I was, oh my God. It's like, it's like having another kid. Yes. It's, a, it's another set of eyeballs on someone. It's it's never ending because you know when you've got two toddlers, you really do need to have eyes in the back of your head, yeah. so they don't bang into anything or. Oh yeah. 
like oh, yeah. hurt themselves, the obvious stuff. But with a dog, it's just like having a kid on steroids at points. Yeah, yeah. It's well, there's a... I keep looking down in the camera here because my dog keeps biting my fingers. Yeah, constantly. <laughs> he's, he's not going to do this biting thing. I don't know how I'm going to. You just go boom. Out of it. Yeah, teach her how to do burpees. Listen, I yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to get a dog. We lost our dog uh, last year. Yeah. I think it was last year, or no, it yeah. was well, technically it was two years ago, but. Uh, I know I'm not home. Like I work uh, crazy hours. Uh, my wife is already homeschooling our children, and you know, and a stay-at-home mom, right? Like, so I know if we get a puppy, I'm putting that all on her. Yeah, and I wouldn't yeah, dream. Right, I wouldn't. That's, that's I wouldn't dream of doing think, that. Oh well, yeah, I wouldn't. On your wife. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, if I wanted her to leave me, I would get a dog. Like that would be like because <laughs> <laughs> then she'd be like, "Nah, you're. I'm out, man. It's all you. It's all you." But do you know? But do you know what? The the, the toddler phase, like through a dog is very brief it's not like years oh yeah they super quick, quite yeah. quickly so yeah. i'm going through that toddler period right now i mean he's chasing his tail right now so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no that's awesome man i'm still jealous i still i love puppies and, and i love dogs so uh but uh yeah i don't i don't i would i wouldn't look forward to those puppy times man the peeing in the house and the constant yeah it's it's tough it's tough yeah yeah so. yeah we've ours is quite well trained at this point there's still the odd accident but you better knock on some wood here Jeez. it's quite interesting to watch how fast they grow actually yeah. like, your kids is gradual you know you just yeah. notice like things over months whereas we have a puppy it's like weekly and then the, the, the size they grow instantly it's, it's <laughs> insane he was about the size of i don't know like a ball of cotton wool and, and, and now he's like <laughs> Yeah, I saw him, uh, uh, one of your videos. You're trying to do burpees, and he's like licking your face. <laughs> I know, I know, like, I know. One night I made the mistake of like usually when I do burpees, I've got a crate for them, so I just yeah. put them in there. And one night I thought, do you know what? I'll let him out of the crate, and you obviously see the video where he's like trying to dry up my head. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> obviously, he mistook my beard for like as if I was another dog and decided to try and <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was Dom- great. It was dominate, a great video. Dominate my head. If yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, uh, well, I'm glad he didn't succeed. I mean, that would have been very <laughs> awkward video. Very awkward video. All right. Let's get into these dad questions. I think we're we're not going to do a ton of them because we are we're already like almost 15 minutes in. This is awesome. All right. Oh, uh, what, no, no, it's all good. That's I love. That just goes there. Would you just would you you know it's that's why I. Uh, I, I love to keep it light. I don't like to, you know, send people, hey, this is what we're going to, this is the questions I'm going to ask you. These are the things I'm going to ask you because yeah, I want, yeah, I want people yeah, to yeah. get to know you while I'm getting to know you. And, and you know what I mean? And th- yeah. So like, ah, the, some of the scripted shows drive me crazy. They drive me crazy. Yeah. So the mechanical, it's mechanical. Yeah. Ah, it's annoying. So uh, we'll jump right into dad questions here. What is your proudest dad moment so far? Oh, watching my children be born, obviously. Yeah. Uh, like, my, a, a funny story, like, when my daughter was born, uh, uh, my wife went into labour during the day, and I, I, I never believed her. Like, she had so <laughs> many false dawns. Yeah, yeah. That I was like, mm, I'm not fully convinced. What we'll do is we'll do a normal thing during the day, and we'll see what happens. So she's in labour. So we went to my mother's for a couple of hours, and obviously my wife's in a lot of pain. But she's 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 quite sturdy. Uh, my wife, she's got a, she's got a, I don't want to say tough, but she's she's very strong. Yeah. 
and then we went to KFC for something to eat <laughs> on my insistence <laughs> and the KFC was round uh, from her mother's house so yeah. we decided to go to her mother's house so while we were sitting at her mother's house I was still hungry so I thought I'm going to go round to the shops and get myself a bit of chicken so I went round the shops, came back, and my wife was like, I need to go to hospital, I need to go to hospital. So I was like, okay, right, okay, we'll go. And as soon as we went to the hospital, she gave birth. Oh my God. She literally gave birth, like, within 30 minutes of reaching the hospital. Ooh. So I felt, I felt like... A little guilty on that one. Story, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Everything worked out. It's good. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. well, you yeah. hear these stories of people, like, guys being in hospitals for, like, 24 hours and... Our first was twenty two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Muff, yeah. I felt bad for like my. I felt bad for my minutes. wife, man. That was oof, that was rough. <laughs> that was rough. I'm watching her. I'm like, ooh, jeez. She's like, no. She's like, next time your turn. I'm like, well, I guess we're not having any more babies. Like, because that's oh, not God. happening. Uh, you know yourself, like, when, <laughs> yeah. when your wife gives birth, like a guy feels so useless. You've yeah. never felt so oh, useless. Yeah. There's literally nothing you can do nothing but you try yeah. to do something so like i was trying to coach my wife through the birth yeah i could see her just looking at me like uh had grown an extra head like it was just <laughs> it, it was it was I feel, like i feel quite ashamed not ashamed but it's quite embarrassing to think back that you're trying to take this leading role yeah and you're just coming across like a told dickhead well, well especially with your first you like you don't know what's happening either right like well, you know, you're just like, like you're just standing there, you're just like KFC. you're just like I'm pretty sure you're doing a good. Yeah, <laughs> at least you didn't go to KFC like dirt, like she's in the hospital and you went to KFC because <laughs> then that would have been really bad. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, what is one childish thing you still enjoy doing other than going to KFC? Oh, <laughs> what? Well, there's so many that it's hard to pick one out. Tell us a couple. Oh, that's yeah. fine. I don't know. That's a hard question, man. Because uh, <laughs> I didn't know I was going to trip you up on that one. I thought, no, that, was, I thought that was that a softball. I think it's the most childish thing that I do. It's, uh, it's probably the usual dad stuff. Play with your kids and dance yeah. around them and yeah. act like a total goofball. It's probably the most childish things I do. I'll probably get upset. It's stupid stuff that. Oh, yeah. like um, throw, um, throw those sort of male strops that you know is <laughs> stupid but you can't help yourself and yeah. then you're like digging deep to sort of win things back because yeah. you know you've acted like a complete asshole. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, I'm with you on that one. That sounds, that sounds like way that. too throwing a strop still throwing a strop at 44 years old. <laughs> uh, oh man. That's a tough question by the way. Yeah. No, it's a. I love the answer though. It's the first time I've gotten that one. So, uh, all right, what was the most important thing that your dad has passed on to you? Oh fuck, that's a really tough question. Yeah. Man. See, but these are the digging this, ones. This See, this the childish ones are supposed to be easy. Actually, dude, listen, listen. I'm going to go deep here, right? I want okay. to go deep because yeah. that's a really good question. Okay, and this might be. I mean, like. Basically, uh, my mum and dad split up when I was, I don't even remember, I was probably about six or seven. And I would see my dad every second weekend uh, and he decided that he was going to emigrate. 
and he went to Finland to stay. He met a woman and they got married and they had two other children. Oh, now, wow. My dad was, I was very close to my dad, very close to my dad. But when I had children, I kind of get quite bitter about what he did. Yeah. Because I was in his shoes with my children. And I thought, I could never have done that. Because my dad disappeared out of my life and I would see him sporadically from that point on, like once a year, once every two years. So I never had that father figure in my life. Oh. And I think it was to my detriment that my father wasn't there. But what I learned was I will never be out of my children's life because I realised through my dad being in a different country and having no control over me that sorry my dog's no, sorry. took my wife's shirt off a table I realised that, uh, that that's something that I could never do so that that's probably the thing the greatest thing I learned from my dad was not to follow in his footsteps in that respect How's your relationship with your father now? He's dead. I'm sorry to hear that. Mine is too. So <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he passed away uh, 10 years ago. No, sorry, 12 years ago to an aggressive form of cancer, which was like, you know yourself and something like that happens. It, it takes the wind right out of your sails. Yeah. Uh, and it was at a re relatively young age. It was only 53. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't want to go into like a depressing sort of story here. No, no, that's that. what, I'm, I, I lost my I lost my father almost five years ago, and also to cancer. So yeah, and he wasn't the cancer that he got was. They were like, "This is he's like way too young for this. This is crazy." Um, yeah. And he was still in his sixties, but you know it. Yeah. Uh, you know it. It it was the same thing. It was kind of like, oh man, like that shouldn't have happened. So, but it doesn't yeah. make it easier. It doesn't make it easier. You know, you know, you know they're gonna die, and you know. That no, but, you're, so. but that's a good point. See if your dad, like, I, 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 this is just my experience, but if uh, a family member drops dead, like, and you're not prepared for it at yeah. all, yeah, that would be the ultimate shock. But I think, like, cancer for me was like, a, you go through the stages of grief while they're still alive and it, to me it got to the point where you're, you see them in so much pain that you're just you're prepared for them to go yeah uh, but one thing that like stood out for me and I, I don't know if you can relate to this but when my dad caught cancer I found it very difficult to talk to him after that because what do you say to someone who knows they're going to die in a couple of weeks you can't go in and joke or like talk about, like I would always talk about politics with my dad and like things about Scotland and yeah. things like that, but that just died. Like there was nothing to talk about. You just had to be there. It was it was a very, very, very strange experience. And that was so, well, you you said that he had two weeks, like you found out and then there were like two Basically, weeks. Basically, we found out in September and he was dead by the November. Oh my God. Yeah, we, we were stomach cancer just, came out I know well I don't think he came out of nowhere because yeah he just finally found it type thing and yeah well he, he'd been speaking to me for like months before and he was asking about diets and like I was I, like, I told him about this diet at the time and this was so long ago back when like paleo was a thing yeah. caveman diet yeah and I told him about that and he, he started doing it and my dad never done that never done that 
but this he did and you know that story when you have like people who get lung cancer and they just stop smoking and they don't even know they've got lung cancer but they just stop yeah you know it was just it was kind of strange in that respect that but yes so no so we so so in in our in our uh in our scenario it, it was a little bit it was different right so okay so uh you know we found out he had brain cancer and then you know they did surgery they did chemo they did radiation and they were like yeah he's he's good he's kind of you're not in remission from brain cancer it's mostly like he's still gonna die from it it's just not right now you know uh yeah. so so we had four about four years with my father so like you talking about going through the stages of grief while they're still alive i feel like that was kind of pertinent to me i did not get emotional when my father passed um although i do sometimes think about him and do get emotional uh it and i did get emotional when i had to tell my kids because that was tough you know telling them that grampy yeah. grampy was going to die or grampy passed away was obviously not fun so um so you know and my wife's like she's like she's like i don't know what the hell is wrong with you you're not you didn't cry you know like, you don't talk to your family about it and i'm like i was like i don't know like i i feel like i was prepared yeah yeah and that's a horrible i feel like and i feel guilty about that like i feel like i was prepared like to and you know and so um so i'm with you man like i i and then but then like you said okay so you find out he's gonna pass away and then you don't want to joke around with it that's it it's tough man like it's very tough um i just i uh, just told my father I, I loved him as much as i possibly could uh, especially when the end we knew the end was coming like we you yeah. could tell like he was starting to degrade so i just uh i spent as much time with him even if we were just silent and we watched tv um you yeah, know just had some yeah. la some laughs together uh and yeah just spending time with him and and e like i said even if it's in silence i yeah it, you know it's yeah, yeah. so uh, you, yeah. you don't want to talk about the elephant in the room i get it <laughs> yeah yeah no i think like it's funny you say that you found it difficult to cry but i'm, I'm sure you cried at the start of the journey in that respect and i think that's when you get your tears out i think by that point you know what's happening and you, you prepare yourself because that's how that's how humans operate we adapt very quickly well we are very resilient because it's it's, it's the cycle of life I, i've never seen my father cry yeah uh, even when even when actually. even when we put in his when we put his mom in the ground i cried like a little baby um but yeah. you know uh in in ways i'm kind of like him i do i definitely get emotional way more than he ever did i can, but i mean yeah. i don't know what he did when we weren't looking you know what i mean so he may have yeah. cried plenty i don't know and i've never really asked my mom um and so yeah it's it's tough but i still you know yeah. i still get i still I, I still get emotional now when i like I, it's funny that we're talking about this because literally uh yesterday i was thinking about him and uh thinking about some stuff that we used to do together so um yeah, yeah. so sorry man i didn't mean to like <laughs> but this is the way it goes this is the way it goes so let's go into a funny question all right here we go <laughs> All right, toilet paper. Do you you mount it over or under? There is a right answer. We'll end the show if you answer it wrong. Here we go. <laughs> Can you say that again? I've missed that. To toilet paper over or under? Like when I wipe my my back. No, 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 no. When you mount it on the toilet paper holder, does the paper go over or does the paper come under? There's. Over. Thank you. All right, we can continue. We can continue. I don't want to know how you wipe your ass. That's your business. <laughs> Jesus. 
<laughs> okay. What is the, what is one thing you hope your kids learn from you? <sighs> my uh, my sense of humor. Yeah, awesome. I love it. Uh, and all right, this is going to be our last one because we're 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 running late here. So we're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna say, is a hot dog a sandwich? It's, no, it's not a sandwich. Okay, thank God. God. All right, we'll be best friends. I know we'll be besties. <laughs> uh, so uh, I told my wife I was having you on. I was like, oh, yeah, he's from Scotland. And she's like, don't you dare do your Scottish impression. <laughs> no, I don't. I was don't, like, don't, I said, I was like, yourself. well, now that you said that, I'm going to do it. And she's like, don't you fucking, she's like, don't you dare. I'm not going to do it because it is pretty, no, embar- it's pretty no, embarrassing. It's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. No. Oh, no, no. It's, it's, it's Mike Myers and Austin Powers. You know what I mean? Like, you know, fat yeah, bastard. Like fat yeah, bastards. yeah. It's awesome. It, it, did, did you ever watch Saturday Night Live? No. We okay. don't get that over here. Oh, you don't really? Like, yeah, yeah. We don't get that. Yeah, so they... That's, uh, that's a very American-centric... Oh, yeah, for uh, sure, for humor. sure. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's not British-centric. Yeah. Although, man, I'll tell you what. BBC has some great shows. Fantastic comedy shows. I mean, they they really do. I, when I was growing up, I used to watch The Black Adder, Mr. Bean. Oh, uh, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and uh, yeah. Are We Being Served? I used to watch yeah, all of yeah, those. Yeah, I used to watch Black all Black probably one of my favorite. Oh, man, that was so funny. <laughs> Uh, there was always a line from Black Adder. Black Adder goes forth, yeah. where, where, where he said, "I'm in the stickiest situation. I'm in the stickiest situation since sticky the stick insect got stuck on a sticky bun." <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen that show, but all I remember is like that chastity belt thing that he used to wear. It was so ridiculous. Oh, it's one of my favorite shows of all time. Like, oh I god, I gotta see if I can find that streaming and watch some of that again. Um, all right, so uh, I found you um, on Instagram because you're posting some some pretty gnarly workout videos, and it's just body weight stuff. Uh, what yeah. you know, like, and burpees are kind of your thing. So, what? Uh, I guess where did you start your journey, and and why burpees? Okay, so basically, I've always been a fitness instructor. I've always been like into lifting, as they call it, weights and stuff. Yep. However, when the first lockdown happened, obviously all the gyms closed and oh, what yeah. have you. Yeah. And uh, there was nothing I could do, nothing. But and at that time, I was quite dogmatic in my approach to fitness, where I just focused exclusively on weights, and I thought they were the be-all and end-all. So for about four or five months, I stopped training. I just stopped. Uh, and over that time, I started to acquire a bit of a dad bod. I could tell <laughs> I was just putting on weight yeah. because I'm getting older, so it's starting to pile on easier at oh, that yeah. point. And I was getting into really bad habits. I was going to the shops every night because there was nothing to do during lockdown. It was, it was one of the most fucking crazy times of my life, man. Like, just to think that what people were doing and like washing their messages when they go home, washing their food and fucking walking six feet apart from each other. Bonkers. So it was just bonkers, mind yeah. So basically I uh, I started training again and I was online and I started reading this guy's training log and the guy was just getting crazy results. But he was doing burpees and I thought, if this guy's doing fucking burpees, which I've been told are a ridiculously bad exercise, which are really stupid, then why is he getting these results? Like, what, like, why is he doing them? So I thought, I'm going to start fucking doing them. 
And I started to kind of quite enjoy them because I was starting to train harder at that point because I had less equipment available to me. Yeah. I only had like a kettlebell, so I knew I had to really push it hard. And then I went online on YouTube and I found a guy called the Iron Wolf and he was doing like 500 puppies, 1,000 puppies. Oh my God. Yeah, and I was like, it was like a fucking bomb going off in my head, man. I had never seen that before. But it was the style of burpee that he was doing. He was doing like a strict military style burpee, which is kind of more technical than the the soup sandwich that you see, where people just like look like a cat is fell in the bath and they just flop <laughs> into there. I thought you were going to say soup sandwich burpee like I was doing. <laughs> the video yeah, I yeah, more than likely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I was really shocked, and I, so I thought, fuck it, I'm going to do this. So I started practicing my burpees and like really getting into the swing of things. And I did 300 one day, and I thought, I'm going to film this and put it on YouTube, because I am Wolf's doing it. And it was the I am Wolf's like, low-tech approach that really grabbed me, because like fitness is just so fucking glossy. Yeah. It's saturated with like young guys that have got oiled up bodies and <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're full of steroids and they're like fucking they've got like decadent lifestyles and like it's almost like fitness is a religion now. Yeah. Because there's, there's a Puritan uh, element to it. Like, do you get eight hours of sleep a day? Do you get ten thousand steps in a day? Do you drink two liters of water? If you don't, I'm better than you. <laughs> yeah. well, like you must do this. These are the ten commandments of fitness, and if you don't follow them, you will be like sent to the eternal fires of fucking. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So like, you're never gonna have this Lamborghini. You don't do yeah, enough push-ups. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like, so. And this was putting me off fitness. Like, I was getting really pissed off watching all this shit. Really pissed off. It just wasn't me because I'm in my 40s and, like, a dad. I'm, like, you know what dads are like when they're in their 40s? Oh, yeah. a fucking mess. They're walking about with fucking vomit oh, all yeah. them and, like, shit from a nappy under their fingertips. Yeah, you're, you're in a stereo fitness world and it's, like, trying to tell you how to live your life. So it was just really really messing with my mind so I was moving away from fitness in that respect however then I seen Iron Wolf and it was just a guy who set up a camera and did a thousand burpees and I thought this, this is the best thing I have seen in fucking years man because it's just there's no bullshit there's no fluff attached to it it's just straight up hard work so I started doing burpees and I started filming them and I started putting them up on YouTube and I started getting a bit of traction uh, then I went on to Instagram and I just started filming me videos of me doing my puppies and it, it just fucking exploded basically that's uh, awesome man no I love your videos uh, the, the the music is awesome too but the uh, like I love your kids are running around in the background too like for me yeah. that's what resonated like you know cause I'm, I'm in the, my 40s too I'm 43 gonna be in October I'll be the 44 but uh, you know it, it you know, I'm, I wasn't the same way. Like I'm not, I'm not really a lifter. I mean, I've always been kind of fit, you know, just kind of yeah. just been fit because I've been, you know, I just haven't really packed on the weight, but then I found like craft brews and, you know, and, uh, yeah, so I really like beer and, uh, nachos. So that kind of took over. Uh, and, and then, yeah, I was looking at my mirror one day and I'm like, yeah, 
I gotta stop this stuff. So, yeah, so you're, yeah, yeah. you know, you you with you, you know with the dad bod. I I'm feeling you, man. I was I'm totally there and I'm working my way back. So, I feel really yeah. good about what I'm doing. But I started with your beginner workout, and I was just doing that a couple nights a week, and then I was doing weights on the other on the other end. Um, but uh, yeah, the, some of your burpees though are pretty crazy. Like I'm, I've always been not good at push-ups. Like I have really kind of gimpy shoulders, so I'm trying to strengthen those up before I really hammer away on it. But uh, but it, the like the rocking chair burpees, you know, the rocking chair Navy Seal burpees, uh, the Navy Seal burpees. Uh, what are some other ones? I mean, they're just crazy. They're, they're, I didn't realize uh, there were so many variations to one exercise, but it makes sense. Like you know, the harder you want to make it. Yeah, you know, you can you can go with the easy route, or you can you know. Yeah, go, absolutely, absolutely. Go hardcore. It's, it's a very creative like style of exercise, and, and and like when you look at it in the big picture, so to speak, because you don't go into bodyweight training. Well, me personally, I don't go into bodyweight training with any set routine. I just kind of let creativity take its place in the sense where I'll just start doing something and see where it ends up because I've got that freedom. I'm in my living room. There's no one around me. I'm not uh, under any time constraints. It's usually when the kids are in bed. Yeah. And you just kind of, you start to feel a flow and you can think, wait, this puppy routine's gone somewhere. I can structure it this way. I can structure it that way. Yep. But as long as I'm working really fucking hard, because at the end of the day, puppies are hard. They are a really, it's, a, it's such a fucking niche because everybody hates them. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. They, they are the hardest sell in fitness. Like, how do you sell puppies? You, you <laughs> yeah. say puppies to people in their life, shit, and their conflicts. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. No, like, I don't know one person that loves puppies. Nobody loves puppies no. because they, they have been bastardized over the years. The yeah. puppy is an exercise that has been tacked on at the end of a fitness class by an instructor who just wants his class to leave feeling like they've walked out. They're, they're not for any actual like physical benefit it's just like that guy's class was great because I was fucking sweating at the end <laughs> sweating it's do like, you know how many burpees I did down the grounds 20 times that would make anybody sweat yeah of course yeah to crank the heat up and then uh, jump around a lot <laughs> well I know that because I did it myself when I hated burpees I thought fucking hell I'm going to throw 20 burpees in and make this guy think he's done some work <laughs> <laughs> so, so I know the psychology of taking a fitness class and yeah. how it works yeah. uh, but when you start to realise the technical aspects of a military style burpee then you you start to realise it puts you into a full state you start to challenge yourself and like I always call it the darkness it's like you start to go into a zone where you think I want to stop doing this but it, it, it's, it's ultimately it's how you decipher that voice in your head as soon as that voice comes in your head that's the test the test telling you look keep doing this if you keep doing this you're going to improve yep but the voice is, is, is masked in this fucking stop man your, your arms are killing you your chest feels like it's going to explode you need to stop this yep yeah yeah so the, it's, it's that's, just, sorry no that's all right uh the yeah the yeah i I, I, so your beginner routine was uh, what? Ten burpees, ten uh, squats, ten jumping jacks, and then uh, ten mountain climbers. And you do that ten times, ten sets. And I, I did that. I did that uh, like three times a week uh, for the first couple weeks. And uh, and I was just dying. Like, but I mean, like literally, I was like, 
but I mean, like I can't, I went from sitting on my couch to doing that, you know? So, uh, and I was, and I was improving on that. Uh, but, and I was trying to add pushups to the burpees and that type of thing. So, um, I, I, and you know, what I really enjoy is when you, you, you know, people are sending you videos and you're posting them on your, you know, on your reels and whatnot, and you're wa- watching other people go to town. So yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Well, one thing I always looked at, like, I support anybody who does burpees. If you do burpees and you send me a message, I will always get back to you yeah to tell you that you've got my full support because it's tough it's a tough gig we're all in this together so yeah. you need that support and i like to like when people when i would message people when i was starting this out and seeing that like they never replied to me I'd be, i wouldn't be pissed off but it kind of lowered my opinion of the wee bit well so i i, I think it i think everybody you know, i agree with you I, good. I agree with you I, it, it matters it matters to the person messaging you even if you just said that's awesome man thanks for you know thanks for sending me yeah. your video like just the fact that you responded it, it does matter i agree it matters completely no, it, matters, it matters a lot it, matters, yeah. it would have mattered to me uh, yeah. when i was starting out because i remember messaging Dion wolf when i first started and he messaged back and like i was and i was just like for about an hour like, what <laughs> like, huh? yeah, do, do you know what i mean and, and Ultimately, he's just like he's just like a, a guy serving in the Marines yeah. in America. That's all he is. He's just a normal guy like uh, me and you. But you get so enwrapped in what oh, yeah. you're doing and yeah, yeah. these guys that you look up to, and like when they take the time, you're like, because that's just the beauty of social media is, is that it gives us access to people that we never had like 20 years ago. Oh yeah, like when you when you would have wrote someone a fan letter and you didn't you didn't even know that if they'd fucking read it. Oh Lee, when we were in high school. I mean, could you even imagine like that? Like that was when like uh, uh, what was it? Uh, AOL on you know AOL came out and like people were starting to message each other. Like, but before that, the idea of even seeing someone from another state, you know, or you know, even yeah. like for you, you know, for you know, in a different like yeah, it's just not a different time zone. Like like who the, like it just it, yeah. it was like that wasn't even a thought. Now I'm talking to someone from Scotland. Like you know, like <laughs> like you know, like you know what I mean. It's funny you bring that up though, Brendan, right? Because, like, to, to, to go off the beaten path here, I kind of miss that. Like, I miss that mystique. Like, yeah. Like, for, right, here, I, see, I see what you're saying, yeah. Like, when I used to go to Tower Records, right? When I was like 14, I would buy an album, right? <laughs> Tower Records, yeah, yeah. Right? I, I would buy an album, a hip hop album, I'm in an import that would cost like £16 back then, right? Yeah. And uh, sorry, my dog's going wild here. Yeah, he's all right. It would cost about sixteen pounds, and I would be on the bus going home, and I would be reading the, the like the, the yeah the cover, the, the yeah, liner yeah, notes, yeah. the cover back to yeah, back, looking yeah. at who produced that, looking at the shout outs, shout out to KRS One or this, and I would just be like so excited, and I would get it home, and I would listen to it, every song in its entirety, and then nowadays everything just gets skipped. It's this this disposable nature to everything nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you don't you don't cling on to anything. It's true. It's true. Yeah, it's, I, I miss I miss that. I miss that attention span. Yeah the the instant gratification thing is kind of, is is like has been like tenfold. I mean. I, I feel like I kind of had that back when I was younger. Like I wanted instant gratification, like for sure. I think anyone does. It's a natural tendency. Of course, but of now, course, but, but, but it was like. But it now we seem to be able to get it. Yeah, you get it, and it's just yeah. like it's, it's, maybe that's why like things tend to get more fucked up as time goes on. Yeah, life's just too easy. I need some hardship. Yeah, yeah, we need some hardship. Yeah, hard times create hard times create good men. Yeah, for sure.
for sure. All right. How many burpees have you done in a row? What's your record? 2,500. Get out of here. Nonstop. No, I did that. It's, it's on YouTube. Like, I did it for charity yeah. last New Year's Day. Dude, that's it's awesome. A, yeah, I did it, like, in a YouTube live. You can still see it. It took me, like, five hours, but I fucking went for it, man. And oh, it was, my God. It, it, it was horrific. I didn't enjoy it. Like, <laughs> it was horrific. Yeah, I was fucked for days afterwards as well. It's like, and, and you know, and you know, like I had been planning this for weeks, months, even. I just had it in a whim one day. I thought, I'm going to do fucking poppies for charity. 2,500, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah. And then the day before, I'm changing my, my son's nappy. And I bend over, and my fucking something in my back snapped. <gasps> <laughs> the day before, I mean, you know that way I'm driving around with a fucking hot water ball against my back. <laughs> Like just doing anything to make it better. And the next day, like I couldn't back out because like the day had been planned. It was New Year's Day. Like, yeah. My wife was going to our mum's and everything, so I had the house to myself yeah. for a period. Because at one point in the video, you see my wife and kids come back and they come in the living room. So basically, what I've got to do is then take the video camera or the phone and take it upstairs. So I did do like boppies in three different locations because <laughs> it was going on so long. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I was in the zone so fucking deep that at one point I started doing. How Housework. I had to clean up some stuff. <laughs> I had just done like fucking fifteen hundred boppies at this point. <laughs> but when you're doing things for charity, man, your, your head just goes into that, that zone, man. Yeah. Wow, man, yeah. that's awesome. Twenty five hundred. Holy man. I like I'm I'm lucky if I get the ten down for my beginner workout. Jesus. <laughs> it was twenty five hundred, it was and it was all done to the six count as well, which I don't really do anymore. I think that put me off, but yeah. like a six counts when you like go one two three four five one one two three four five two so it requires a wee bit more mental focus in that respect holy crap yeah so i would definitely say like that was one of the hardest ones but the harder the hardest boppies that you'll ever do is your first mate like the first time you do 500 boppies like the first time i did 500 boppies was harder than the first time i did a thousand boppies really yeah absolutely absolutely uh, I'm get I'm like I'm getting sore just talking about doing that many burpees. <laughs> yeah. Just thinking about well, it. Like, so. you, 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 we've got these kind of standards and like in the burpee community where like it's five hundred burpees, a thousand burpees, and five hundred Navy Seals. They're the kind of three, the Holy Grail, so to speak, or the, the Trinity of. Yeah. Like think about it like a martial art tiering system. Once you've done five hundred Navy Navy Seals, then you've kind of and so why don't you talk about like, like what what is what would be a navy seal burpee a navy seal burpee is like it's got three we call it pumps but it's three push-ups so when you get down and bring yourself up you bring like a knee up to your chest you go back down you bring the other knee up because you're bringing your knees up you're having to achieve full lockout so it starts to really hurt the shoulders or not hurt them but just burn they start to go to failure yeah they yeah. burn really quickly like navy seals are a great leveler for fitness people like guys will come into the gym and they're like i'm fit as fuck i can do this i can do that and you're like we tried 20 navy seals and they do one Navy SEAL and I'm like, right, okay, they do two Navy SEALs and then they get to three and you start to see like their body language change yeah. a little bit. It <laughs> starts struggling and then a little they get, bit. Then they get to four and it's like you start to see the, the, the chemical reaction take place in their brain when reality kicks in. And then they do five and they're like, I can't do any more. I'm, I'm doing a chest day today. Like, I need to keep my muscles fresh. 
Yeah. But you know they're backing out because it's a it's a fucking it's a painful exercise, man. Really painful exercise. I, I mean, lifting weights makes you physically strong, but yeah, yeah. it's different when you're do. If you've never done this exercise, you're you, you're using different muscles. Yeah, I mean, like your yeah, your yeah, and your yeah, core yeah. better be on point, right? Like, I mean. It better be. Yeah, absolutely. We weights, like the weight can change. Do you know what I mean? You can make the weight lighter, but body weight always remains the same throughout the whole workout. Yeah. Yeah. Throughout the whole workout, it doesn't change. There's no cheating on that. So, no cheating, no cheating on that. It's it's obviously the cardio uh, element as well. Like with a Navy SEAL, for example, you haven't learned a new move. So, there's a degree of focus that you need to acquire. It's not like pushing a bench away from your chest which is relatively straightforward or yeah. squatting up or down weights it's just manual labour dressed up in shiny shit yeah. <laughs> it's true like it's true. like if I asked you like Brendan would you like to come to my house and move these bricks from A to B you would be like well I would expect fucking money for it yeah. <laughs> yeah. whereas in the gym you're doing exactly the same but you're paying for it because you you're might get some muscles at the end you're paying someone else for it yeah Oh, it's true. It's true. And the in the you started uh, incorporating a little bit of weights. Um, are you back at the gym, like actually doing some weights yeah, and stuff I like try that? And but, get some weight work in. It's yeah. just to scratch an itch and just to like change things up a bit. And no, no. I think it's important. Out. I think it's important for you know that little muscle confusion to like get you get you know get your muscles yeah. work really really working. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it, yeah. keep, it keeps things fresh. As oh well, yeah. Because I'm a big believer that you, you train in blocks. Like what will happen is, is after the winter period, I will straight back to burpees like exclusively body weight because the sun comes out and I can start filming stuff in my back garden again like I'm I'm restricted to filming in my living room right now yeah Uh, you've seen this in the whole duration of my YouTube channel you always get a period where the workouts take place in the living room because (laughs) I've got nowhere else to train yeah then when summer comes in, I can start doing the, the like the pull ups, the chin ups, the dips, more kettlebell workouts, side. So it starts to become a bit varied, which is quite good because it keeps the there's a degree of periodization that kicks in at that point. It keeps things fresh. You're almost training with the seasons in that respect. If you yeah. want to go like down a hippie route. Awesome, man. Well, hey, uh, I enjoy watching your videos. Where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on YouTube as Strong and Conditioned. And you can also find me on Instagram as strong and conditioned. So strong and conditioned. But if you type in Lee Hazard into Google, you'll probably find a couple of like articles that I've wrote in the years gone by, stuff like that, a few podcasts I've been on as well. So yep. Lee yeah, Hazard, sure. strong and conditioned, just Google that and who knows yeah. what will come up. I looked up your YouTube channel and my son was with me and he's like, why is that guy so angry? Because <laughs> you got that, you got that, you're like, ah, you know, like that. Uh, listen, you, listen, yeah. listen. So, somebody actually wrote a comment, right, on yeah. my page recently and went, what is this fitness trend of always doing an angry photograph? And I was like, listen, I'm ginger and Scottish. I was born, I, I was born angry. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say it, but, you know. <laughs> Oh my god, that's great! The, yeah, which I was like, no, he's not angry. I was like, Max, it's just like, it's just a, it's just a photo. He's just, you know, yeah, yeah, he's, he's click, not angry. Clickbait, clickbait, yeah, yeah, yeah. clickbait angle. Just don't get on his bad side. 
<laughs> well, thanks again, man. I appreciate you coming on, uh, and it was it was great, great, great finally meeting you. And, yeah, absolutely, uh, I enjoyed myself. All right, folks, check out his page. Also, you know how to get a hold of me, Brendan at that's www.com. And of course, you can't stand me. You want to send me some hate? I live for it. Hate mail at dads www.com. And oh yeah, you know, Show my hate yes, yes, let it run through me. Um, I actually, I actually posted a comment on is it on on Lee's Instagram and uh and uh because he was doing these really really hard burpees and I just said I said dude why do you hate yourself so much <laughs> and some guy came to Lee's defense and said why would you say that shit like he's a really nice guy and I was like. <laughs> It was so it was so funny. I was like, "All right, folks, we should have kept that one running." Actually. Oh, it was, it was like, so yeah, good. What's your, what's your problem, Brandon? I, I didn't I didn't know what to say to the guy. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, "Come on!" Um, no, I had to come in and see. Yeah, you, you did. You did. It was funny. He's joking, man. Calm down. Uh, all right, folks. Uh, and uh, don't forget to visit Instagram and uh, follow Lee and then follow don't forget you uh, You better be following me at this point damn Jesus and then share I'm, with, sure, I'm sure I'm following you oh yeah you are share and then share with a friend folks alright thanks for listening later dads worldwide loyal listeners possibly you